Hey there guys, thanks for listening to Total Space. Today we're taking a deep dive look. I'm another space nut, along with my co-host. I'm Mikko. And today we are talking about drone ships. So, what are drone ships? ASDS, short for Autonomous Spaceport Drone Ship. They are ocean landing pads for rockets and they are derived from deck barges. They're very big as well. Yeah. A lot of people underestimate the size of them when watching uh, SpaceX launches. Yeah, they are about, I think, 100 meters in length and about maybe 50 meters in width. And bottleneck of SpaceX launches currently, aren't they? Yeah, it takes a while to get them in the landing site. That would be maybe three-day journey. And so this is where we get the uh, the new autonomous drone ship, a shortfall of Gravitar that Elon keeps teasing about on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, he's been talking about it for a long time, since about 2018, and we will be needing it for some Falcon Heavy missions because there may be three landing adapts on one launch. Which is another record set for SpaceX. Yeah, totally. That's coming in early 2021 for, I think it was National Security or US Air Force mission. Sometimes when you just need a rocket that's capable of doing one very specific job and that's hurling big objects into space there's just one place you go yeah spacex i'm excited to see where we can go with the drone ships because if we can get another drone ship to the fleet means more regular launches means more starlink satellites more consumer payloads more revenue for spacex yeah and at some point the launch pads may become the limiting factor. I mean, they have two launch pads on East Coast, so they may have to start using the West Coast launch pad too. And I assume for each new drone ship, they're going to be thinking about new uh, fairing capture ships as well, aren't they? Because if they're launching from multiple coasts, and uh, it, it would make sense that they start to duplicate the fleet. Yeah, I mean, they only have two ships for fairing catches. I think they can catch only one fairing with one ship. Maybe fish out another with the same ship. So for each brand new autonomous drone ship, we're also likely to go and see uh, replicas of the likes of Mystery and Mischief. Yeah, that's gonna be a big fleet. Because <laughs> naturally by, by sea to go from west coast to east coast takes quite a bit of time. But then if you can just replicate the fleet and start launching from, as you say, multiple coasts, then it really increases the, the capability of the launch market, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised if SpaceX were to launch uh, the sun-synchronous rideshare missions from Vanderberg and maybe even some Starlink launches. Yeah. And although a lot of people are saying that the Starship makes the E-Falcon architecture redundant, you know, I've, I've been looking and, and like, you know yourself, the way that the launch market works is that you book contracts years in advance. 
and so there's contracts right up until sort of the, the, the late 2020s for the Falcon architecture so although Starship is like a big factor in the launch market I don't think they'll be retiring the Falcon architecture anytime soon and that just means more and more and I mean culture ships like have you seen the list of culture ship names like there is plenty of ships ready to be named and, and Elon's going for a culture ship vibe for the Autonomous drone ship yeah, and for the Falcon fleet, I would guess they will fly till maybe even 2030s. But Starship should take over at some point. I mean, as Starship becomes more viable, it, w it will naturally start to dominate the market. Although Tori might not agree, you know, th th there's still going to be a demand for the Falcon architectures. You know, as it progresses to ride share, especially because they'll just be able to continue reusing boosters, dropping the price of of each ride share mission. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's go more into specifics with the drone ships. SpaceX first landed a booster on 2015. That was on land, and first successful barge landing was in April 2016, and before that, they had a lot of booms on drone ships, and actually the first drone ship, which was JRTA, uh, just read the instructions, was only service for six months, and it was retired after getting some hits. Yeah, just read the instructions was a good pathfinder in essence. It, it taught us a lot about how to land rockets. Yeah. And, and even even SpaceX sort of poked fun at how not to launch an orbital class uh, booster rocket with a video, didn't they? Yeah, that's one of the best videos ever. If anybody listening wants to watch, just read the instructions, get tortured to a point where it becomes one of the quickest retired brand new pieces of hardware. I definitely recommend finding that video on the SpaceX YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, and there was also some landings on, of course, I still love you. And it's unprecedented up until this point, up until George. I mean, there's a dispute with Blue Origin as to who the idea belonged to first, but ultimately it's about how the technology got utilised, who beat who to the punch. Yeah, I mean, Blue Origin was first, but they are too slow to make it happen. So, SpaceX got the win there. Yeah, I agree. You can put a patent in all you like, but it's about how much you utilize the ability of that, you know. But, like, it's all good and well to say, oh, well, we own a patent on it. But then it's about how you're using that patent. You know, if you, if you sit on it for 20 years, just conceptualizing products, and then somebody else takes that idea, rethinks it, gets a viable product to market and starts to actually disrupt the launch industry, that's where the crown comes in. Yeah, it's good that the US court decided that the patent won't hold SpaceX back because otherwise they would be only landing landing on land. And that's only good for two out of three Falcon heavy cars. Anything else the listeners might want to know about uh, autonomous drone ships? Octagrabbers, I'm sure um, that's a term that's been thrown around a lot and a lot of people get confused, I feel. 
when talking about Octograbber. Yeah, yeah, so Octograbber is the Roomba, you would call it, uh, the autonomous robot that will go security boosters after landing. The idea is it will drive under the booster and grab onto it so center of gravity will be as low as possible. So it won't fall over to the ocean like uh, one of the Falcon Heavy boosters. I think it was Arabsat mission, the center core dropped to the ocean. The Arabsat success where they had a, a successful recovery and then lost it on its way back to the park. Yeah, yeah, they actually uh, counted as a successful landing, but still, it was a failed recovery. And that's uh, at the point where SpaceX decided they needed to stop that being an issue for future launches, didn't they? And decided we'll create the world's biggest, as you described it, Robo Rumba. No, no, actually at that point uh, the Roomba was already working with Falcon 9 boosters but after the Arabsat mission they made modifications so it can also grab onto the Falcon Heavy Center core. Because the Falcon Heavy Center core is a modified core, isn't it? It's not one of the stock ones like they're strapped to the side of Falcon Heavy, right? Yeah, I, I think there must be some connections to the site boosters that may have prevented Octograbber on grabbing it. So they corrected the Octograbber and that's why just read the instructions. Was it just read the instructions? It wasn't. That was because uh, I still love you. Billy went off grid for six months, didn't didn't it? And uh, took, took an upgrade to the Octograbber. I'm not too sure it was, I silly. Uh, actually, uh, just read the instructions went for service uh, in 2019 when they started to take it out from Vandenberg and it was serviced for almost a year before it started operation on the East Coast. When it came out on the East Coast, that's when we saw the first variant of the upgraded Octagrabber, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, Ozisli has the older older version i think both are capable of grabbing falcon heavies and then with the addition of uh shortfall of gravitas it means they'll be able to grab three calls finally go three for three on recovery yeah that will be an awesome mission to see <laughs> so when do we use the drone ships usually drone ship is needed when the rocket doesn't have enough propellant to return to the launch site. So those longer duration missions where it might need to be in a slightly longer burning orbit and the like, so they, they need the extra push. Yeah, that would almost always be a geostationary mission or heavier payload like Starlinks because Starlink just takes almost everything out of the Falcon 9s. And the GPS-3 SVO-4, have you seen the size of that satellite? Uh, sorry, the size of? The uh, next generation of GPS satellite that SpaceX is sending out. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, 
bigger reason for that is because it's in medium Earth orbit, so that's around 20,000 kilometer orbit. So it needs quite a lot of choice to put it in there. It's, uh, I mean, it's the size of a shipping container. It's absolutely preposterous to look at. It's big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's massive. Yeah, there are quite nice videos when the GPS satellites are moved inside the Falcon 9 fairing on a road. It's just massive. Once again, it's, it's sometimes often hard to gauge when you're watching live streams just how big the hardware is. But you know, when, when you realize that it's, it's the size of a shipping container locked away inside those fairings, and then to think they go to space and then come back and get caught with a ship it is just incredible. I think the drone ship is the size is almost like a football field. And to think that you know number three and number four and then number five and by the you know by the time the starships in serial production launching cargo and. We're, we're still going to be seeing these drone ships produced, but probably on a bigger scale. Yeah, that's a, actually a question. I'm not sure that's the answer because I think Elon has been talking that uh, the starships would almost always return to the launch site and then get refueled and fly again. But then if that launch site, say an oil rig out at sea, and they stack the landing, a drone ship could be quite handy. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they would definitely get some more performance out of the rocket if they had it, let's say, 500 kilometers from, from the launch site. But then again, if it get, can lift 100 tons to orbit, uh, is there a need for more performance? Good question. Yeah, seeing those oil rigs will be fun. Yeah, seeing where they are and then where they go to, because SpaceX always release those cool uh, time-lapse videos when they do major projects. And to, to see these beaten up old oil rigs turned into orbital launch sites is going to be absolutely incredible. Yeah, quite the future we live in. If there will be tens of oil rigs converted to launch and landing pads. That would be pretty insane. Let's take a look at the numbers of successful and failed landings. The first just read the instruction ship only had two failures and no successes. Uh, then of course I still love you. Until today it has 30 successful landings and 5 failures. And another just read the instructions has 10 successful landings and 1 failure. So we can see that of course I still love you has been much more used uh, because it has been on the east coast. He's currently the king of reusability. Yeah and if we think about uh, how much SpaceX has saved money with this. It's 
a big amount. New York Times is estimating 20 million per launch is saved through the reusability of Falcon 9. Yeah, that's about right. So that's a lot of money. Per five launches, that's two brand new Falcon boosters can be spent with what they're saving. Yeah. And that, I think we can end it there really. Like, of course, I still love you at present. Is the world record holder for rocket capture ships. And that is just. <laughs> yeah. That is mind blowing. So thanks for joining us today, guys. I've been another Space Nut. And I've been Nico. Please tune in to the next episode as well. Have a great day, guys. Have a great day.